never forget why you are the church. And today, of course, was my day. Me and Brandon Patton, uh, we, we split. We are character coaches for the Lebanon baseball team. And so we split. So today I was going to go in there, and I've been teaching them 1 Corinthians. Right? So whatever I teach y'all, I would teach them, because a lot of them may or may not go to church kind of thing. And, and so I've been teaching them that. But, you know, the, the one we were talking about, division and contention within the church, I was like, uh, you know, I guess we can talk about division and contention in the baseball team, but I wasn't feeling that. So I was looking, and today in my reading, in my daily reading, I was reading Luke 18, and such a familiar scripture. I've read it so many times, but the end uh, of this particular text, well, not the end, but in verses 28 through 30, it just jumped out at me. Now, I'm not going to read. I want to set up the stage here. So I was reading it, and man, I sent it to my life group. I was like, this, this really spoke to me. And so I was like, I'm going to go with Luke 18 and go into this, uh, this, this little devotion, and that's what I'm going to do today. Well, little did I know that uh, they have seniors talking, giving like a senior speech, you know, because it's their last year, the season's about to kick off, and, and uh, so, so a senior every week gives a, gives a little senior speech. And this one in particular was a, a very emotional one uh, because he was telling the team as a senior that he would not be playing baseball due to some health and medical issues with his back. And it was extremely emotional. So you got to think about this kid. He, he played JV freshman year. He had a COVID year. He had back surgery. And then now he had to make the, hard, the tough decision uh, to not play. Now, I don't know if you ever played sports. I never got, I it was never that, uh, like high school didn't work out like that for me. But I could just imagine having to give that kind of speech. So he said a lot of things um, that really uh, was just, just hit home. And it was so cool how in the car before I got in there, I, was, I decided to go to Luke 18. Now, before I go there, again, I want to ask you some questions, and this is going to be a little bit different. I know y'all like to get shouted at and hollered at and, and, and then, you know, me spitting, hollering, and then uh, invitation. But I just want to, who has, who has ambitions in life? Raise your hand if you have ambitions in life, right? Everybody has ambitions, right? Uh, I have ambitions. Um, I had ambitions that are different than my ambitions now, right, when I was going to college to be, uh, in, in a certain industry, and I was going to try to, you know, make my living doing that, and, and I wanted everything, you know, the, I wanted everything the worldly way. In other words, I wanted a big house. I wanted, I wanted a whole bunch of nice cars and, and all these things. I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. I wanted to go on all these vacations and all this stuff, and, and, and of course, you know, that didn't, that didn't necessarily work out in its entirety, right, because I don't take that many vacations, but, um, but I had ambitions, right? I wanted to be wealthy. I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be very successful, right? And if we went around the room right now, we could probably talk about some ambitions that we have for ourselves, right? As a matter of fact, and I know this is not a high school baseball team, but we could probably talk about some ambitions that we have for our children. Amen? Would that hit home a little bit more? Right? Some of you are like, man, listen, I'm just trying to clock in, clock out, and pay my bills, right? And, that, and that's fine, okay? You can do that. Right? I'm with you. But, but a lot of us parents, you know, right now, River is destined to be a professional disc golfer. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to happen. Like, I have ambitions for my child. But with this text right here, we talk about and, and, and we see this, and we, let's just read it, okay? 
Let's start in verse 18 of Luke 18. It says, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. Now, we, we've heard this, right? And he said, all these have I kept from my youth up. Could you imagine that moment? Jesus, I'm talking about Jesus Christ, right? The one who has done miracles, the one who has taught ways that they've never heard. And he asked the question, Master, what should I do to inherit uh, eternal life? And he answers and he sits there and he says, man, I've done that. That's what I've done. That was good answer. I'm good, but Jesus knew his heart. Now, you know where I'm going with this. Look at, verse, look at verse 22. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. So all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. God, I know this is probably not going to be the best presented message because I'm, I had a plan and it changed. But, Lord God, I just ask you that you allow me to be your mouthpiece tonight. Lord, I pray that us as a church, us as a body of believers here tonight, understand just how important it is to follow Jesus in everything we do. So, Lord God, I pray those that have ears to hear, let them hear. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's just recap. The young ruler, right, successful, had probably had, had everything that he wanted and desired in the world, comes up and asks Jesus, what should I do to, to inherit eternal life? What should I do to live forever? What should I do to go to heaven? And Jesus says, hey, you know the commandments, and he gives a list of commandments, and he says, I've done all that. Praise the Lord. But in that moment, instantly, Jesus says, hold on, but you lack one thing. And, and, and his thing was that he had many things. He was very, very rich. So Jesus knew his heart and said, hey, go sell all your possessions, distribute it to the poor, come and follow me. He didn't want to do it. Why did he not want to do it? Because he was very rich. He had a lot of things. It would have been a, it would have been a very big yard sale. It, it, he would have had to have been on Craigslist, Craigslist and Amazon, a whole lot, or eBay, whatever you sell things on. Facebook, Marketplace, he'd had to do all those things for, there was just too much and it's things that I love, things that I like. So, so what did he do? He walked away. He was sorrowful. Now, when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, how hardly shall they have riches enter the kingdom of God for it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, who then can be saved? Think about that statement right there. That's a bold statement. I mean, we've heard this scripture so much that we're, we're, so, uh, we're so immune to it. We're so callous to it. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it's hard for a rich person to go to, to, go to heaven. No, no, no. They're, 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 they're like, what? Who can go to heaven then? Well, and he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. So that sets the table right there. You say, I don't really have an issue with, with, with money. I, money's, money's not my issue. Well, you know what, though? It, it, it could be anything else in verse 20. See, you could, you, people have ambitions 
to fulfill their lustful desires. That's their ambition in life. People have ambition to have what everyone else has. That's covetousness. People have ambitions to maybe, uh, like Matthew, the tax collector, steal that which is not his. Everyone understand what I'm saying tonight? We all have ambitions. And it is sad when our ambition removes us from the pleasure, satisfaction, and the glory of God. You say, what are you, what are you talking about tonight? Well, now let's get to the text. Look at verse 28. And Peter said, lo, we have left all and followed thee. Now, there's two ways I see this. Because you know, Peter, we are, everyone always calls Peter the hothead, right? I could see like Peter saying, hold up. What does all this mean? Because we, we for, remember when Peter was doing his work fishing and, and Jesus said, hey, I'm going to make you fish as a man. Follow me. And he dropped what he was doing and followed Jesus. Peter's sitting there thinking, hold on, you just said it's really hard for this, really difficult. You just like this ruler, this very successful, influential person. He, he said he kept the commandments and he didn't do a thing that, Honestly, would I actually do it? He didn't do it. He left sorrowful. Now you're saying that people like him can't even go to heaven? What about us? What about us? Jesus, I've left all, is this all a waste? I don't, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous here, Jesus. I've left everything to follow you. And man, this stuck out to me this morning, and it was so cool. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake who shall not receive manifold more when they die and go to heaven. Is that what it is? is that, you're not keeping up. You're trying. <laughs> That's not what it's, can I say that? Let me, let's read that again. Is everyone with me tonight? I know this is different. Get over it. Here we go. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake who shall not receive manifold more when they die and go to heaven. Is that what it says? No, let's read it again. Let's look at it again. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or parent or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting. Now, you're saying, what, what, what do you mean by that? I've heard it said so many times. I just want to sow my wild oats I want to I I grind, I want to push, I want to I do all these things. I want to get what I need to get in the world, and then I'll follow Jesus. I need to do the things that I need to pursue my ambitions. I need to pursue money. I need to pursue my, my, my satisfaction and my desires. I need to get where I need to get to. I don't have time for Jesus because I want to live the life that I want to live. My ambitions, my ideas, my vision for my life does not include the things of God. And by the way, if I do accept Jesus, and if I do accept God, then that's just going to ruin my life. That's, that's what a lot of people think. Think about it. And, and, and again, I can only go on personal experience. But when I was in college, I was two years in, I, I was saved. 
right? But I was two years in, and God called me to the gospel ministry. Now, now, please understand, when he did that, I, did not, I never would have imagined being as blessed as I am right now. So in that moment, all I knew is, oh, man, you know, preachers are they're, they're poor. They do this. They do that. They, they get in churches, and they get fired, and they go to another church, and they get voted out, and they go to another church, and they get voted out. The deacons beat them up in the parking lot. I'm like, you better bring your boys. But either way, like, all these things happen to a preacher. I'm like, oh, no, 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 God. I'm, 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 I'm on a path. I'm taking a journey to get where I want to get in life. I don't have time for this. This does not match what I want to do. Have you ever thought that? Am I just preaching for myself tonight? I mean, I don't understand. Has anyone struggled with that? God, but I want this. God, but I want that. You know what I love about it? And I told, I told these high schoolers. I said, listen, 1 Corinthians tells us whether you eat or you drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. People think that I'm against uh, like people, get, people getting jobs. Right. You ask some of my friends and they say, hey, should I do this? Should I do that? And a lot of the time I say, no, you should not. They say, oh, my goodness, but the pay is really good. I say, I don't care. I said, you're asking me my opinion. I said, well, will it take you further away from Christ or will it bring you closer to Christ? And they say, well, just naturally take me further away. I said, then you don't need to do it. Now, that's easy to say, isn't it? But right here, if you ever get discouraged Think about it. He's saying right here, and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to put it in context because it, 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 it's even deeper than what we think, right? It's even deeper than what we see on the surface right here. But he said, hey, verily I say unto you, there is no man that have left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake. By the way, that is the, the condition. To, to get to verse 30, you don't just get to forsake those things because you want to do something. You forsake those things for the kingdom of God's sake. Now, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting? I believe that not many of us would have to actually go through this. What Jesus is saying to Peter, because you got to think, Peter left everything. Now, I don't know all the context of, obviously, he still had a responsibility to take care of things, and, you know, his family had to be taken care of, and I I understand that, and I get all that. But what Jesus is telling him right here is this. You're looking at what you have left, but you're not looking at what you have gained. In other words, hey, you may not be able to spend time like you want to. You may not be able to go and catch all these fish and make all this money. You may not be able to go to all these things and all these events and 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 everything that goes on in this life. But I tell you this, you'll receive more by following me and forsaking all than anything else this world can offer. See, what we don't understand is if we, so many of us, and I'm just being honest tonight, so many of us, we would go up to Jesus if we were this ruler or just like this ruler. We'd say, Jesus, what do I do to inherit eternal life? I want everlasting life, Jesus. How do I get it? And he'd say, well, go to church. All right. Glad he didn't say how often. Okay, hey, go, make sure your kids are in VBS and this and that. Okay, cool. Yeah, we got that. Check. Make sure you own a Bible. Check. Make sure you listen to K-Love. Check. Make, make, make sure that, that you know John 3, 16. And now you, you're thinking, well, you're shallow. Well, so is the church today. 
Make sure you know all these things. But then if he ever said, hey, hey, but that little sin, that little pet sin, or that idol in your life, whatever it is that's keeping you from fully and thoroughly and completely following me, get rid of it. You know what so many of us would do? We'd walk away sorrowful. We'd say, easy, Jesus. Easy. Don't tell me I can't have my Sundays. My Sundays. Don't, 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 tell, don't tell me that, that, I gotta, that I gotta make it a priority in my busy day to teach my children the word. Don't tell me that I gotta give thanks always. Sometimes I'm not thankful, Jesus. Don't tell me I gotta get rid of that lust, rid of that pride. And we'd walk away from the way, the truth, and the life that we just asked for because of something that is temporary but does have eternal effect. Because when, as, a, as a lost person, now I know that I'm preaching to the cream of the crop here, but guess what? A lot of people would have considered me and my family the cream of the crop, and I, for 18 years I sat and listened to services, and I was lost, lost, lost. But so many of us, so many of us, so many people in this world think that everything's okay because they know of Jesus. So many people in this world think that they can do what they want to do, when they want to do it. You know what? I'm going to pick and choose what I obey. I'm going to pick and choose what I believe. Yeah, I don't like this, and I'm going I'm to attack that person's sin and attack that person's fault and attack that person until I, I just have bitterness in my heart towards them. But don't you dare say anything about me. Folks, we need to go back to Calvary and understand that we were dirty, wicked, and lost, condemned already, but it was because of Jesus that we're saved. And maybe that would help the way we look at others. But the people that go to hell, they're going to know why they're there. This ruler, he better party it up. He better spend all that money. He better go to all the parties he can. He better go and, and, and purchase all the, the cool camels, donkeys. He better do all the things that he can do because everything he has is temporary. But his eternal destination is eternal. It's just not the everlasting life he wanted. Church, you say, why are you bringing this up? Because I truly believe that we are spiritual and we love Jesus until he gets in our way. I truly believe that we have things in our life that don't you dare talk about because we know that it's our idol. Remember Jacob when he was going home? Do you remember what he had to do? He had to get rid of the idols. Some of us prodigals need to get rid of the idols in our life and fall back at the feet of Jesus because we've become stagnant in our life. We've become apathetic. We've made our world about us. Now let's get back to the text. Now, I know this is very dramatic. Everything that he says right here, I mean, I mean, he's talking about parents, brethren, wife, children. Like, what? 
But notice what he says in verse 30. Some of y'all are like, man, I'm going to apply this verse today. No? None of y'all like that? Okay. Y'all are all just happy in everything you do in your family? That's cool. Whatever. But right here in verse 30. For all these people, there's not going to be one that shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come, life everlasting. Now, I'm going to go off for Sunday. If you weren't here Sunday, just, just listen in. Our fellowship with each other is a gift. And right here, what Jesus is telling him is this. Hey, you may not be able to have all that ambition that you have. You may not be on the path that you thought and you lived your entire life trying to go down. But you have more than every other person on this earth that is lost because you have the fellowship, the brethren, the family of God to walk with you. What may be lost of one's family will be more than replaced by relationships in the family of God in this life. And what may be lost in that false satisfaction that you want to find in the world can and will be replaced by true satisfaction by following Christ. So tonight I just wonder, do you have idols? What are your ambitions? What are your ambitions for your children? Are you directing your children towards Christ or away from Christ? How often do we say that the youth is the future? We say it all the time, right? Especially in a church. The youth is the future. Listen, I'm not going to stay young forever. I got a long way to go, you know what I'm saying? But it's going to happen. I'm going to get old one day. Right? And one day... When y'all are gone, way before I'm gone, I'm just kidding. When y'all are gone, I'm gone, right? It's going to be the people that we raised up that is going to be leading others to Christ. It's going to be the, 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 the sons that we have that are going to be preaching the word. It's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be the daughters that, that's going to be uh, uh, sharing Jesus and, and teaching our children and, 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 and helping with the worship, helping with the choir. And it's going to be the men and, and the people that are going to be visiting and going out and reaching and pe having people in the church. It's going to be them that's going to actually be running the ministry when we're gone. But yet we sit here and say, hey, yeah, we want you to do that. But until then, we're going to just stay away from all that. You know what happens? They don't come back. They, they, they don't care nothing about the things of God because we didn't care anything about the things of God. Everything we did was superficial. What we need is a supernatural change in our ambition. What we need is to match our will with God's will, therefore receiving the blessings that he's talking about right here. So what's your ambition in life? What's your ambition for your children's life? What are the idols, the sin that keeps you so far from the Savior? Maybe you're here tonight and you're like this ruler. And you're like this ruler in such that, hey, you think you're doing okay, but right now the Holy Spirit has convicted you and you know that you're lost, but you're hanging on to whatever it is that's keeping you lost. You're hanging on to it. You're saying, I, I just, I, I don't want to give this up. I can't give this up. There's no way in the world. How would my life be without this? I'm going to tell you what I told the baseball team today. I challenge you to test verse 30. Forsake all, follow him, and see the life 
that he gives you.